0: What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We are excited today. The Reds have started off the series in Chicago the right way. They won 6-3 to three over the Cubs last night. We're going to get into that and a few other things here in just a moment. But before we do, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Himalaya, all the different podcasting apps that are out there. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. It's the easiest way to get the podcast each and every day. Also, hit us up on Twitter, at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr, and make sure the Locked on Reds line is saved into your phone at 513-549-0159. Always a great place for game reactions, questions, comments, whatever you got about the Reds. Hit up the Locked On Reds line. So let's talk about last night's game. The Reds win 6-3 to three in a game that it felt like my heart was in my throat. Because we came into this series saying it is a super crucial series. It's the kind of thing that if the Reds are to sweep the series, then they're only three and a half games out of first place in the National League Central. And they're one game closer to doing that after last night but as far as my heart leaping out of my chest just a crazy game Luis Castillo towed the rubber for the Reds and he only had one clean frame he pitched with runners on base all night he did manage 10 strikeouts a vintage Luis Castillo night he was making guys miss he was getting that look on some of the Cubs hitters' faces after they swung a miss and struck out, just like, wow, what what just happened? I love that look. It's a great look. The only other problem was he was allow- he allowed three base-on balls and seven hits, including one home run to Kyle Schwarber that Schwarber hit from, you know, the batter's box in Wrigley Field almost to Middletown. And it, it was kind of a tough night. For Castillo, it wasn't clean, but he pitched just as well as his lineup needed him to pitch. He did hold them to three runs, and then the lineup did its job, finally, got the timely hits. Up until the seventh inning, it was a little worrisome. And I saw some tweets out there, you know, Tony Pike talking about the Reds are in a two-run deficit, which feels more like an eight-run deficit and stuff like that. And he's not wrong. The Reds lineup has been the most inconsistent thing about them this season. But in the seventh inning, they get the timely hits because the Cubs go to the bullpen, and the Cubs' bullpen has been even more shaky than the Reds as of late. Obviously, the Reds started out really good, but here lately it's been a little bit shaky. The Cubs have dealt with a shaky bullpen all season, and we saw that come to fruition in the seventh and eighth inning. As Kirk Casale took the very first pitch he saw from Steve Csiak into the left center field bleachers and tied the game up at three at that point. And then the Reds strung together a couple of hits and were able to take the lead. On a couple of actually, it was a couple of errors that really helped them out. Nick Zell reached on an error by Javier Baez, and then Eugenio Suarez brought the go-ahead run to home plate because he was. It was ruled that it was an error. He didn't get char- you know didn't get credit for the RBI, but he had a ground ball to third base that the Cubs third baseman David Bodie just kind of olayed and it rolled into left field, and Jesse Winker scored from second. Also, side note, too, since I mentioned his name, it was nice to see Jesse Winker in there. I know I had a nice little bit on Monday's podcast talking about he might miss some time, this might be Phil Irvin's time to shine. Well, that's probably all moot now because Jesse Winker looks fine. But Phil Irvin did shine with the time that he was given, On Monday night, they pinch hit him for Derek Dietrich in the eighth inning. He let off that inning with a single and was later brought around to score a little go-ahead insurance run by Kyle Farmer. Kyle Farmer hit his ninth pinch hit of the season. He is fifth in the National League in pinch hits. He's got nine pinch hits. Three of them are doubles. One of them is a home run. And he's batting 290 in pitch hits situations. So he's the guy you want coming up for the Reds right now if you're looking at a pinch hitter. It, you know, we're looking at that trade like, ooh, it's the Yasiel Puig and Kyle Farmer trade. Who uh, saw that coming? Raise your hand. Yeah, I didn't think so. Anyway, great night. For the Red Legs. And Michael Lorenzen ended up plating Kyle Farmer for the Reds' sixth and final run. Michael Lorenzen kind of going the other way with a ground ball single into right field, a nice piece of hitting for him. And, th- and that highlighted a night that just everything came together. The Reds got enough pitching, they got enough hitting, and they got enough luck in the field, both on their side and on the Cubs' side. There was a couple of amazing plays that Scooter Jeanette had at second base to rob Javier Baez of two hits. There was one where Scooter showed his hops and got way up and nabbed a line drive from Baez and saved a hit there. And then there was another one where Scooter laid out and scooped one off the ground before it landed. Just a fantastic day on the glove side for Scooter. Hopefully his back comes around soon. Didn't really have a renaissance there tonight. We'll see what happens, or Monday night. We'll see what happens on Tuesday night. Real quick, going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back, talk about a few more things, and play a few calls for you here on the Locked on Reds podcast. This episode of the Locked on Reds podcast is brought to you by Postmates. To start your free deliveries for a limited time, download the Postmates app and use promo code LOCKEDON. Do you need a bottle of red wine at 4 p.m.? Or maybe you want a breakfast burrito at 7 a.m. and you can't get out. You're stuck at home for whatever reason. Or maybe you just don't want to go out. That happens sometimes, too. Postmates is the way to go. Download the Postmates app today and enter promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you will get $100 in free deliveries for your first seven days. Postmates offers deliveries from food, grocery, convenience store, whatever kind of delivery you need. Postmates is your delivery service all year round. You check out their app, you see what they've got cooking up, and just get it delivered. Doesn't matter what it is. It could be something that doesn't have delivery Boom. There you go. Brought right to your door. Download the Postmates app, enter promo code LOCKEDON for $100 in free deliveries for your first seven days. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. This is the Locked On Reds podcast here on a Tuesday. We've got a couple of calls regarding the question that I asked. The question was, who do you want to see the reds acquire Uh, come august 1st who do you want to see in a reds uniform after this trade deadline in which you know we're looking for the reds to add a player or two maybe you know maybe they add multiple maybe they add some a group of guys or something like that but if they can get that one guy that really opens up the contention window starting next season, who's that going to be? I've got a couple of calls. We're going to play them for you right now.
1: Hey, really like the uh, suggestions thrown out, like the analysis of the relievers on today's podcast. This is Tom from Westchester. Um, one name uh, offensive positionally I thought came up in my mind was uh, Wilson Ramos. Met heard they've got some buyer's Morris on his two-year contract. He's okay, probably overpaid, and he's got a control through next year, but probably too high a salary for what they're looking for. Um, I thought that was an interesting uh, possibility. Reds kind of need a catcher. Uh, don't know if Casale will hold up as a return Barnhart, big question marks. And it's definitely one area where they could obviously upgrade, and it seems like that's the one name that could be available. So uh, that was one, and I and, uh, agree with the relievers because at this point they just need another quality arm. doesn't have to be somebody who's outrageously good, just somebody reliable, uh, like Hughes was last year kind of thing, uh, who they can kind of go to. If he's left-handed, so much the better. Uh, so, yeah, I think they definitely need to get that move. And I do think they need to sell potentially on Rourke or somebody else and see what they can get to position themselves more towards the future. Uh, rather than trying to make a quote-unquote run at just a wild-card spot for the year. Uh, Because I don't know how they're set up for next year, to be quite honest. A lot of contracts come off.
0: Okay, thanks. Thanks for the call, Tom. I appreciate the idea. I really like the thought of Wilson Ramos. He had a lot of talent right before the Mets did sign him to that deal. And he, he had a lot of productive years for Washington as a national there. A good hitting catcher and a solid defensive guy the catcher is the one position that the reds really do need an upgrade on it's funny because coming up to this uh season you know you had the rumors about jt realmuto and things like that and there were a lot of people that were like no you can't you can't get jt realmuto we got tucker barnhart we're good at catcher we're fine you can always Improve and as much as I like Tucker, as much as I want to see him bounce back and come back and just start mashing, Wilson Ramos is better. And if there's a way that the Reds could work out a deal and bring in Ramos, and I think he is cost control, I mean, he's expensive, but he's under contract for a couple of years, then that's a guy you add to the lineup, and he's not a liability. He's a pretty solid lineup piece, actually in Wilson Ramos. So I do like that idea. And then of course the, uh, just a solid reliever, maybe you even get a throw in, you, you work out a deal with the Mets and you get Wilson Ramos and Seth Lugo. Who knows? That's just, that, that's a wild spitballing thing. I don't even know if the Reds could put something like that together because the Mets themselves are kind of a team that is in that confusing state. I think they want to be contenders, but They just don't look like they are. And that's why there's rumors about Noah Syndergaard getting traded and all this different stuff. And who knows? they, They might blow it all up. And if they blow it all up, maybe the Reds are benefactors from that. Let's go to the next call.
2: Hey Jeff, my name is Joey. I'm calling you from the middle of Canada, Saskatchewan, Canada on the prairies. I'm just calling to say I'm a huge Reds fan. I love watching your show. I've been a Reds fan pretty much my whole life. I know living in Canada it's kind of expected we have to be Blue Jays fans, but truthfully I could care less about them. <laughs> Anyways, um no, I I I love listening to your show and I was just thinking about going forward here. Like I, I love the fact that they shuffle the rotation, that's great. And hopefully yeah hopefully our bats can get on a bit of a roll and you know put up some runs and because our pitching is been excellent and when you were talking on your latest edition of guys that they could p- potentially go after tony watson is somebody that i've thought about often like they he, i think he'd be a real nice addition he's a lefty we need a lefty so yeah i, I again i just wanted to call in and say i love listening to your show and yeah go reds and yeah joey Votto, a, a fellow canadian and that's Sometimes people bug me and say that's the only reason I cheer for the Reds, which is not the case, because I wasn't I wasn't lucky enough to grow up in the big red machine era, but I remember the nineteen ninety World series like it was yesterday. And as a kid Barry Larkin was my hero. So yeah. I will talk to you maybe in the future, but from until then, keep up the great work. Thanks. Take care. Bye.
0: Thanks for the call, Joey from Canada. Wait, Joey from Canada guys I think Joey Votto just called ooh that could no nah, I'm just kidding thanks a lot Joey I, I appreciate the call and um, I'm with you I'd love to see him get Tony Watson he'd be a fantastic lefty reliever and uh, always great to hear that uh, the podcast has gone international I love, love that and I love that uh, you guys listen love the calls keep the calls coming uh, we, basically this is a topic we can run all the way up to the trade deadline who do you want to see the Reds get in the trade deadline as it gets closer and closer just a few weeks away and as the picture gets muddier gets clearer who knows what happens the reds have a lot of moving that they can do in the next week week and a half to really clear up what they are moving into the trade deadline anyway that's going to do it for us here on the tuesday edition of the lockdown reds podcast Tomorrow, we're just going to talk about the next game. The Reds got game two. Anthony DiSclefani is towing the rubber against Alec Mills, a guy who has not pitched at all this year for the Cubs. He only pitched 18 innings in 2018. So I don't know what to expect. We'll see how Disclafani handles the day. And if the wind is blowing out, if the wind is blowing in, we'll see just how the game goes. Thanks so much for downloading and listening to today's episode. Make sure that you are subscribed on all the major podcasting platforms. Hit us up on Twitter, at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And head on over to LockedOnReds.com for even more content, and make sure to give us a call on the Lockdown Reds line, 513 549 0159. For the Lockdown Reds podcast, my name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this
0: Lockdown podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.